love this time of year. You know, fall is almost here, and fall for me is my favorite season of the year. I love fall. I love when the leaves are turning colors. I love football. It's starting. Come on, those those Dallas Cowboys getting the win today. Come on, somebody. We, we're getting. The, everybody ought to be shouting if you love the spirit of the Lord. You ought to be. You ought to be shouting over the Cowboys. I, I love Thanksgiving and, and eating good Thanksgiving food and all the good food that goes with Thanksgiving. And then, and then I love Christmas time, just right around the corner after Thanksgiving. And it's just my favorite holiday, the Christmas time. And, and every year, Tiffany and her mother-in-law, our mother and her sister, they make sugar cookies. And so I love their sugar cookies. And, and a few years ago, my mother-in-law made sugar cookies, and, and she forgot to put the sugar in the sugar cookies. And if you forget to put the sugar in sugar cookies, that's not a sugar cookie. That's a cracker. She made crackers. Because you can't have sugar cookies without the number one ingredient, sugar that's like going to Chick-fil-A and there's no chicken. It's like going to a Mexican restaurant and there's no chips and salsa. It's like going to a barbecue restaurant, there's no ribs or barbecue sauce. It's like going to an Italian restaurant and there's no pasta. There's some ingredients you have to have. And today, if we were to pull out a recipe card and to say, what is the number one ingredient for a miracle? What would be listed? What would be the most important ingredient to receive a miracle from God? Is it praying long prayers or is it praying short prayers or to receive a miracle, do you have to pray faith-filled prayers? Or maybe it's praying in Jesus' name. Or is it praying quiet prayers to receive a miracle? Or maybe it's shouting to get God's attention. Maybe it's coming to church. Or is it fasting? Or maybe it's quoting scripture. To receive a miracle is the number one ingredient. Is it, yeah, maybe you have to stand up and lift up your hands? Or is it kneeling down or laying prostrate so that you can be reverent before God? Is it asking someone who's really spiritual to pray for you? What is the number one ingredient for a miracle? I want to teach you one Thing, the one thing, the one thing, the one thing you need to receive a miracle from God. Church, there's one common denominator, only one common denominator you see in every miracle in the Bible. If you study miracles from the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis all the way, the way to the very end of the Bible in the New Testament revelations, you will find only one common denominator. And the Bible records over 160 miracles and there's only one only one only one common denominator in every miracle here it goes are you ready for it here's the here's the one common denominator in every miracle you need a need miracles only happen in the bible where there was a need you have to need a miracle to receive a miracle a need is an invitation for the power of god to show up in your life needs attract the power of God. If you're wondering if you're a candidate for a miracle today, there's only one thing you need to answer. This one question, do you have a need? 
at all of our locations. I'm just curious today. If you need a miracle today, would you please lift your hand at every location? Just, just lift your hand. If your hand is lifted, you are a candidate for the miraculous power of God to show up in your life. And I want to show you how miracles took place in the Bible because there was a need. Here's my goal today. I don't ever want you to view your needs the same way after this message today. Your needs attract the power of God. You need a need, and if you got a need, you are a candidate for a miracle. Let's look at the Old Testament. Humanity needed a home. And God knew he was going to create his prized possession, human beings. He knew we needed a home, so before God created Adam and Eve, he performed a miracle and created the heavens and the earth. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, the very first verse in your Bible says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The very first verse in the Bible is about God performing a miracle to meet our needs. Because your needs attract the power of God. Abraham and Sarah needed a son. God promised Abraham and Sarah. He said, I'm going to give you a son. And years went by and they could not get pregnant. And when Abraham was around 99 years old and Sarah was around 89 years old, the Bible says this in Genesis chapter 21, verse 1 and 2. It says, now the Lord was gracious to Sarah as he had said and the Lord did for Sarah. What he had promised. How many know God keeps his promises? And it says, Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age. And at the very time God had promised him. They needed a baby. And God showed up with his miraculous power. Today I know that I'm talking to some of you married couples. You've been having issues trying to get pregnant. You've been trying for years. You're discouraged. And I want you to know that our God loves you. And our God loves to show up with his power. When situation seems impossible, when they seem hopeless, I want you to know today your needs attract the power of God. Moses needed God's clarity on his calling. Moses had this dream. He had a calling on his life to deliver his people from slavery in Egypt. But he made a huge mistake, and Moses killed the man. He murdered him, and then he fled from Egypt. Forty years passed by, and Moses is, is taking care of his father-in-law's sheep. He thought that his dream was dead. He thought he was going to spend the rest of his life taking taking care of sheep, but God performed a miracle. And in Exodus chapter 3 and, and verse number 2, it talks about there was an angel of the Lord that appeared to him in flames of fire from within a burning bush. And Moses saw this that, that, that through this bush, that, that this fire, it did not burn up the bush. And God spoke to Moses through this burning bush and gave him clarity on his calling. And he told Moses, go back to Egypt and to lead Israel out of Egyptian bondage. And some of you today, you feel like your dream is dead. Some of you today, you had this dream years ago and you feel like it'll never happen. 
I've messed up too much. I've blown it too big. And today, I believe God wants to give you your own burning bush experience. He wants to give you clarity on your calling. Church, God is not done with you. Failure is not final. If you need clarity on your calling, your needs attract the power of God. The Israelites needed deliverance as the Israelites were fleeing from Egypt. The scripture says that the Egyptian army was pursuing after them. And they got to the Red Sea. And as they got to the Red Sea, they were trapped. The, the, the Egyptian army was behind them. The Red Sea was in front of them. And in Exodus chapter 14, verse 21 and 22, it says, God performed a miracle and the waters divided and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on the left side and a wall of water on the right side and as they walked through on dry ground their enemies pursued after them and as they pursued after them the scripture says the waters collapsed on them and their enemies drowned some of you are in bondage to something today and you need freedom some of you have been set free from some type of bondage, something that's been holding your life back, and you're starting to slip back into the bondage. You're starting to slip back into the addiction again. And I want you to know God wants to set you free today, and whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Your needs attract the power of God. Listen, my goal today is I don't ever want you to view your needs the same way again after today's message because the Israelites needed divine direction. After the Israelites left Egypt, they crossed through the Red Sea on dry ground. They spent years in the wilderness and as they were in the wilderness, they needed divine direction. And Exodus chapter 13, verse 21 says, God provided a cloud in the day and to give them divine direction. And then he provided fire by night to lead the Israelites through the wilderness. And some of you desperately, desperately need divine direction in the season of your life. If you were honest, you don't know what to do. Do you take the job or not take the job? Do you move or not move? Do you marry the person or not marry the person? Do you go to that college or this college? Do you sell the home or do you buy the home? You're really wrestling. Are your kids in the right school? You have some big decisions to make. You need divine direction, and God loves to give his people divine direction. Church, your needs attract the power of God. The Israelites needed food and water. Here they are. They're in the wilderness, and they're, and they're following the cloud and the, and the fire, and they needed food. They needed water. And in Exodus chapter 16, verse 4, it tells us that God rained down this bread called a manna from heaven and provided miraculously for their needs. In Exodus chapter 17, verse 5 and 6, God provided water out of a rock. God provided for their basic needs in a miraculous way. And some of you have fallen on hard times. How many know that life can be tough? And you've fallen on hard times and you're even wondering how you're going to put food on the table. And God sees your need. God knows where you are. And you need to know that God wants to provide for you 
your needs attract the power of God. The Israelites needed victory over their enemy. The Israelites, they're, they're, they're in the wilderness, and, and, and now they're finally leaving the wilderness after 40 years, and, and they get to this first city called Jericho. We call this the promised land, and, and God promised them this city, but there were walls surrounding the city, fortified walls, and God told the people to march around the wall for seven days, and then after seven days of marching on the seventh day, he said, shout, and the wall will fall. I can't make this podium fall, shout, ah, ah, like, God. But Joshua 6 verse 20 says, the people shouted, and the wall collapsed. And they took the city. God made a wall fall with a shout. And then the Israelites defeated their enemy and they took the city. Is there anybody facing any enemies in your life today? Just wave at me. You got, you got any enemies? I, I just want you to know that your God can give you victory over your enemy. Your God has power to help you no matter your situation. Your needs attract the power of God. I think about Jonah. Jonah needed radical repentance. God told Jonah, I want you to go this way. But Jonah ran away from God, got on a ship, and went in the opposite direction. God sent a storm, and the crew threw Jonah overboard. And then God sent a fish to rescue Jonah. And in Jonah chapter 2 and verse 10, it says that the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah up onto the dry land. And after this experience, Jonah repented, and he obeyed God and followed the Lord. And some of you are running from God. Your life is going in the wrong direction. Some of you are running from God instead of to God. You're running away from God's plan and purpose instead of towards his plan and purpose for your life. And what you need today is you need to repent. Some of you, your number one need today is to repent. God has been sending so many things your way to bring you back to him. Did you know that God loves you so much? God will send a storm to bring you back. He'll send a fish to bring you back. He'll send a person to bring you back. He'll send a problem to bring you back. He'll send something else to bring you back to him. Your needs attract the power of God. And some of you need repentance. I think about this widow who needed her resources multiplied. In 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 1 through 7, it talks about a widow who didn't have money to pay her bills. And the prophet told the widow, go gather some jars. Don't gather just a few. Gather a lot. Go to your neighbors and get some jars. She goes to get the jars, and Scripture says she has a little, little oil, just a little oil. And she began to pour the oil in the first jar, and God began to multiply the oil, and the oil, oil filled up the first jar. And she kept pouring in the next jar, and the God, God continued just to miraculously provide oil, and she continued to pour, and continued to pour, and continued to pour, and continued to pour, until every jar was filled. And then she sold the oil and paid for her bills. And can I tell you, some of you today, you need a financial miracle, and I just believe this with all in my heart, God is able. 
Come on. He can make all flow in your life. God is able. God is able. God is able. Your needs attract the power of God. I think about those three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They needed protection. An evil king threw these three Hebrew boys into a fiery furnace. They were destined to die by the fire. But Daniel chapter 3 and verse 25 said, notice they threw three in the fire, but it says, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. God showed up in the fire with these three Hebrew boys. They brought these boys out of the fire, and they didn't have any burns on their body or their clothes. You see, church, oftentimes God's miracle-working power doesn't keep you from the fires of life. Instead, his power sustains you and protects you in the midst of the fire. I'm just curious. I, I know there might not be many, but I think there are two or three of you today. Is there, are there a few of you that can testify that God has sustained and protected you in the middle of the fire? The car wreck should have injured you. The divorce should have destroyed you. What they did to you should have paralyzed you from moving forward in life. You should have lost your mind. You should be dead today. But God... But God sustained you and protected you in the middle of the fire. Somebody needs to hear this today. You're in the middle of the fire and your God can sustain you and protect you. Your needs attract the power of God. All throughout the Old Testament, the one common denominator for a miracle is a need. All you need is a need. Church, I don't ever want you to view needs the same way after today's message. Let me quickly, 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 let me just take you to the New Testament. People needed physical healing. The deaf needed to hear and the mute to speak. And after Jesus performed a miracle in Mark chapter 7, verse 37, it says Jesus makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The blind needed to see. In Mark chapter 10, verse 46 through 52, Jesus opened the eyes of a blind man. A man had a withered hand. In Mark chapter 3, verse 1 through 6, Jesus healed that man's hand. A woman had an issue of blood. And in Mark chapter 9, verse 20 through 22, this woman had a blood issue for 12 long years and went behind Jesus and touched his clothes, and she was healed. Some of you are having blood issues. You're having vision issues. You're having hearing issues. You're having some other type of physical sickness. Maybe like that woman, you've had your issue for years, and you're wondering, I know God's a healer, and he can heal them, but you're wondering, can God heal you? And the answer is emphatically yes. Jesus is a healer. He's not just a healer. He's your healer. Your needs attract the power of God. Lazarus needed to be raised from the dead, and in John Chapter number 11, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And I love this Bible story because it reminds me that nothing is too hard for the Lord. It doesn't matter how big your need is, God is able. Your need, sir, your need, ma'am, is not too big for God. He's a God that brings dead, dead things back to life again. He can bring back a dead body. He can bring back to life a dead marriage. He can bring back to life a dead family situation. He can bring back to life a dead finances. Your need is not too big for God. 
Your needs attract the power of God. The disciples needed a miracle at their job. And in Luke chapter 5 and verse 5 through 7, it talks about some of the disciples. And some of them were professional fishermen. And one day they were struggling to catch fish. And Jesus told them, go out into the deep waters and throw your nets out there. And the fish should not have been in the deep waters. But they did what Jesus said. They threw their net out. And they caught so many fish, their boat began to sink. Some of you are struggling at your job. And you need to know that Jesus can perform a miracle at your workplace. He can help you multiply your sales. He can make your business soar. He can give you favor with your boss or coworkers. He can open up doors for a promotion. He can turn around a horrible situation at your workplace for your good. Your needs attract the power of God. People were demon-possessed. In Mark chapter 1, verse 23 through 26, it talks about a man who was demon-possessed, and Jesus cast the demon out of him. And maybe you're wondering if you're demon-possessed. Maybe you want to ask your neighbor. You're like, I know they demon-possessed. Yeah. Some of you wonder if your children are demon-possessed. Uh, and you're wondering, am I demon-possessed? Am I demon-oppressed? And you need to know that the devil's power can't stand up against God's power. God can set you free from the grip of the devil. He can set you free. If you're a Christian, you need to know... Listen, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Your needs attract the power of God. The disciples were in a storm in Matthew chapter 8, verse 24 and 25. And they were in this storm, and it was furious. And they were out on this lake, and the waves were so furious that the waves began to get into the boat. The water began to even sink the boat, and the disciples were freaking out. They were panicking. They thought they were going to drown. Jesus woke up. He rebuked the winds and the waves with his words, and the storms calmed down. And some of you are facing some terrible storms. You're in a mental storm, and you can't sleep at night. You're in an emotional storm and you're facing anxiety and depression. You're in a physical, financial, or relational storm and you don't see any way out of it. Jesus wants to calm your storm. Can I tell you, one word from Jesus can calm every storm in your life. Peace, be still. Your needs attract the power of God. Church, I've, I've had so many needs in my life, so many. So many needs in my own life that have attracted the power of God. I needed healing from being sexually abused at the age of 13. My parents divorced me. I was bitter, angry, wounded, hurt. I didn't think I would ever be whole again. I didn't think I could ever be healthy. I didn't think I would ever trust anyone again. Oh, but I look back now what the Lord has done in my life and the miracle of healing that he's done in my heart. Oh, he's met my need. I needed to be saved, and God met me in a football locker room. I was so far from God, but that night in a football locker room on a Thursday night, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Don't ever forget this, church. The greatest miracle of all is salvation. That's the greatest miracle of all, and God saved me that night in that football locker room. I needed to be discipled and to grow in my faith. And that after Thursday night in that locker room, giving my heart to Christ, I went to church on Mekasuki Street in Wewoka. And that day, that Sunday morning, I got water baptized. The church rallied behind me. 
is a new Christian. And I immediately got in a small group. I thank God for Jimmy Reynolds who opened up his home to me and allowed me to come in and begin to study the, God's word with me, begin to disciple me, begin to teach me God's word. And I developed a hunger for God's word. Listen, one of the things I'm so passionate about is taking next steps. Do you know why I'm so passionate about it? Because it changed my life. Getting water baptized changed my life. Getting in a small group changed my life. Yes, it's biblical. It'll change your life. Can I say this to somebody? Get water baptized next Sunday. It'll change your life if you'll start taking next spiritual steps with the Lord. Get water baptized. Get in a small group. Get in a small group. It'll change your life if you will start taking spiritual next steps. Jesus showed up and changed my life. Changed my life. I needed to find a godly wife. And God brought me the barbecue sauce on my ribs. Brought me the jelly on my toast. Brought me the gravy on my biscuits and the syrup on my pancakes. I can't believe the wife God brought me. Been married this fall, this winter, this fall will be 26 years. I was a heathen. I was broken. And God brought me a pastor's kid to marry. Miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. My wife needed healing from a horrible gluten allergy. She's had it for years. Could eat gluten. Pain, pain, pain when she did, sick when she did. And last year at Revival Nights, she walked down to the front of this building. She got prayed for, and God performed a miracle, and he healed my wife that night. Yes. And that girl has been eating some gluten, y'all. Oh, yes, she's been eating some gluten. Yeah. I needed God to open up doors because I felt called to ministry at the age of 18. But I didn't grow up in ministry, in a ministry home. And can I tell you, God opened doors for me that no man could close. Miracles. Tiffany and I had a calling to start a church. But we were young. I was 26. She was 24. Had no idea where we could meet. We moved to Oklahoma City from Missouri. And God opened up doors supernaturally. And we began to have church in the Quail Springs Mall in the AMC Theater 21 years ago. The miracle power of God. We needed a permanent home. And God provided this 50 acres I'm preaching on. This land right now I'm preaching on. It's a miracle from the hand of God. We knew God was calling us to start more locations but didn't know where to go. How it would happen. But then God provided a location in Midwest City. We got a church there. God provided a church in Northwest Oklahoma City. God provided a church in Indianapolis. God, the first ever prison campus in Oklahoma was started there. Mabel Bassett Correctional Facility. We bought 23 acres in Edmond. And today we've got an Edmond church starting today at Edmond Santa Fe High School. Because God performs miracles. Our needs attract the power of God. Father, I love you and I praise you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for moving. I thank you for saving people right now. I thank you that people are coming home right now, God, in Jesus' name. As eyes are closed and heads are bowed, there are people that you're far from God. You're like Jonah. You're running from God. You're running from God. You're running from God. You're going the wrong way. It's obvious by your life. You're going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. Today, the number one need for you is to repent. It's the greatest miracle of all, salvation, to have your sins forgiven, to be made right with God, to be on your way to heaven. If you're here today, you're far from God. You're running from God. You need to repent. You need your sins to be forgiven. If that's you, I'm going to count to three. Shoot your hand up high. I want to lead you in a prayer to say yes to Jesus today. One, two, three. Just lift it high. The greatest miracle of all is going to take place. I see your hand. I see your hand. See your hand there. Come on, Midwest City, Northwest Indianapolis, Edmond. Come on, lift it high. Mabel Bassett. Somebody else who needs to give your life to Christ, just lift it high. 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 I'm going to ask every hand that's lifted to pray this prayer with me right now. 
Confess it with your mouth. Believe it in your heart. God's going to wash away your sins. Pray with me right now, Heavenly Father. I turn away from sin and I turn my life to Jesus. I confess today that Jesus is my Lord. I believe what he did for me on the cross of Calvary. I accept the free gift of salvation. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins and making me a child of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen.